1: Hello, I am
2: the angel of death, kicking butts and taking souls, and this is a tale from Crestfall. Violet was old enough to understand there weren't monsters in her closet, with giant horns and purple fur. But she was not yet old enough to understand that sometimes monsters could look like people. She was bright and she saw the world with more hope than most. It was a warm late summer night. Violet sat on her bed, staring into space. She was thinking about her mother. It had only been three months since she had passed away from an unexpected killer squirrel attack. Her mother had worn a new perfume that smelled a little too much like pecan pie, and the squirrels had gone nuts. Violet was the one who bought her the perfume The horrific details of the incident plagued her nightmares.
1: The gnashing
2: teeth of the squirrels. her mother's agonizing scream. The sound of flesh being torn from bone. Violet shuddered. She checked herself in the mirror, but only briefly. Just enough time for her to see that her outfit was cute, but not long enough that she had to look herself in the eye. Tonight would not be about sad things. Tonight, it was time to have some fun. She knew she had to be quiet as she descended the stairs from her room. She held her tennis shoes close to her chest. She counted the steps making sure to skip the fifth, which had a telltale creak. Her feet padded softly on the scuffed wood floor. The
3: front door was mere feet away.
4: Where do you think you're going?
3: Oh, hey, Dad. I'm going out with some friends.
4: Not at this time, you're not.
3: It's just Ned and Jackie.
4: Jackie, with the ripped jeans, and and Ned with the jazz allergy? I, I, I don't think so.
3: They're fine, Dad. Come on,
4: Vi. Who's allergic to jazz? The kid hears a saxophone and breaks out in a rash.
3: That's nice. We're just gonna play a game.
4: Well, play it tomorrow.
3: But we're meeting up now. Can't you just trust me, Dad?
4: What, like I trusted you with your mother? The pie perfume. I should never have listened to you.
2: Violet left before putting on her shoes. Violet, Ned, and Jackie were at their usual spot, an abandoned cabin rumored to be haunted by the ghost of a dead rubber duck salesman. But they knew better. There was no such thing as a rubber duck salesman. The cabin looked over an old quarry. At the center of the quarry was a pool of dark water.
3: Alright, the game is simple, folks. Two points if you catch the marble, one if it rolls into the gutter, and negative 100 if you lose it when it lands. If the marble bounces three times on the roof, that's a double downer. If it ricochets off the tree, that's a grandma special with a fine fickle penalty. If you get a penalty, you roll eight die. Roll less than five, and you have to dance for the rest of the game. Roll more than 15, and you have to hide, and we get to decide whether we want to go find you or not. What if we don't want to hide? Then you lose the game.
5: You're just making up the rules.
3: (laughs) All rules are made up. By the way, thanks for letting me borrow your marble, Ned. The kids
2: commenced their game. Alright. A double downer for Violet.
5: Right. Yes! Oh, man!
2: Two points for Jackie.
5: Let me line this up. Come on,
2: come on! Ooh. Nice. Oh, no! A grandma special for Ned. And so on through the night. They enjoyed each other's company. They were each an outcast in their own way. <coughs> Ned was the subject of constant bullying in their school's marching band because of his allergy to jazz. Shortly after, his father left him and his mother to pursue his dream of becoming a saxophonist for the Idaho Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> sucker! Jackie was a self-proclaimed loner. She wore eyeliner so black, her eyes almost vanished entirely. She sat alone at lunch, Even though Violet and Ned were her friends, she made a habit of pushing people away.
3: Oops, (laughs) that went too far.
2: And then there was Violet. Nothing will make you an outcast like the death of a parent. No one knows what to say to you. The knowledge of the tragedy alone was enough to make people uncomfortable talking to her. That night, however, The loners smiled together. (laughs) (laughs) They were safe from the pains of everyday life.
3: They could play their silly game forever.
5: No! My marble!
3: Grab it before you get negative 100 points! Guys, come on!
2: The three stumbled down the steep side of the quarry. Over stones and grit, the marble led them farther and farther downwards. Ned's marble rolled off the edge, straight into the pool of water at the bottom of the pit. Rats! That was my grandma's marble! We gotta get it back! Uh Uh-uh.
0: You're not gonna catch me going down there. I don't know what to do. I'll go. You're gonna swim down there. I mean, yeah, I guess. Maybe we should just give it up. But it means a lot to Ned. Hey, dude. what are you doing? I was kind of wearing that. Violet
2: tied their jackets together into a
3: makeshift rope. If I need help, pull me up.
4: You really don't have to do this, Vi.
2: Violet stared down into the black waters.
0: ears filled with water
2: as her head sunk beneath the surface the water was oddly warm bubbles cleared to reveal nothing but darkness the murky water stung her eyes she ambled forward swimming blindly deeper and deeper for a moment
1: Then came the whispers.
2: They were quiet at first, inaudible, something out of a dream. They became louder and louder.
5: Violet, Violet, are you okay? What's
0: going on? Make it stop! Make it stop! Make it stop! Make what stop? Violet? Violet, can you hear me? Make it stop! Do you hear that? What? I I don't hear anything. She's just freaking out. Make it stop! Violet.
3: Make it stop! Make it stop! (coughs) Violet! Hey. Hey? Are you okay? Yeah. Why wouldn't I be okay? I couldn't find the marble. I couldn't see. I'm sorry, Ned.
5: It's okay, Vi. Let's not worry about that right now.
3: Maybe we can come back tomorrow when it's light out. Let's get going. It's freezing out here. Violet got to her feet,
2: rubbing her arms for warmth. She started back towards the cabin. Jackie and Ned followed closely behind. They didn't say a word, but they were both thinking the same thing. It wasn't cold outside. Violet awoke the next morning wrapped in a blanket. She kept it on while she brushed her teeth. While she brushed her hair. While she ate her breakfast.
4: Violet. Violet. Violet? Violet, what are you doing?
3: What? Oh, crap.
4: Pay attention to what you're doing, Vi. It's a waste of OJ. I'm
3: sorry, I'm just... I don't know. I don't think I'm feeling very well. Are you sick? I'm... not sure.
4: Uh, well, your forehead feels fine.
3: Maybe I'm just... sometimes you just wake up funny. I feel... funny.
4: Well, if you're sick, I'd teach you a lesson about going out at night without my permission. Go lay down or something.
3: Okay. Um, Dad? What? Can you apologize for what you said last night? Excuse me. What you said about mom? It wasn't my fault. She was eaten by squirrels. I know. I bought the perfume, but I was just doing a nice thing. She really liked it. We we wouldn't have known. How was I supposed to know? S- so, shouldn't you apologize?
4: There's nothing to apologize for. Go rest. <laughs> Something is clearly wrong with you. <laughs>
2: Violet went to her room, but there would be no rest for her.
3: Stupid, stupid, stupid! I'm so stupid! I'm sorry, Mom, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry! Please forgive me. a little warmer. Is this even working? It was
2: working. The water was getting hotter and hotter by the second. The skin on her back turned red. The irritation spread down her spine. The red darkened. Her shoulders began to blister, and the blisters began to swell.
1: And Violet felt
2: nothing. All she felt was an icy underwater chill. She didn't notice until the burn reached her arm. What
1: the? Violet tumbled
2: out of the shower. The sharp sting of the burn finally kicked in. Steam filled the bathroom. The showerhead sputtered then turned off. All was quiet. The water returned in a fury, but something was different. The water was black, as black as the waters at the bottom of the quarry. The bathtub quickly filled to the brim, and the black water oozed under the tiled floor. It boiled violently.
0: Violet! Violet! Violet!
3: Open the door! Violet! Open the door! What the hell
4: is going on in here?
3: It was a face,
0: and it was he was dead, but not dead. And, and there was water, black black water, in my skin. I.
2: Violet looked up. The shower was off. Her clothes were on.
1: There was no black water,
2: no half-eaten face, no burn on her back.
4: What has gotten into you?
3: Nothing. (laughs) Must have slipped.
0: Hey, Vi. What's up?
3: We need to go back to the quarry.
0: Are you crazy? You nearly drowned, Vi.
3: Jackie, please.
0: No way! Do you even remember what happened back there? I just...
3: I have this feeling. I need to go back.
0: (sighs) Well, count me out. The quarry is the last place we should be going.
3: But I have to go back. I need to feel warm again.
0: What are you talking about?
3: Nothing, no, I just... Ned deserves to get his marble back. He's had a really hard summer.
0: Your funeral. Violet,
4: hey.
3: Ned, I need your help. I don't know what else to do, I don't know who else to call, I...
1: feel... Cold?
3: Yeah, how did you know?
4: I feel it too, Vi. I don't know what happened down there, but... There's something about that quarry. Ever since we pulled you out of there, it's like...
3: It won't stop talking to you? Yeah. What... do you hear? Music.
4: Distant music. How about you?
3: A voice. A woman's voice. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's... My mother.
2: The quarry was open wide, as if to swallow the moon above. Its jagged edges were softened by the hushed cloud of midnight. Everything was still, just like any other quarry in the middle of nowhere.
3: I need to get in the water.
4: Are you sure that's a good idea?
3: I don't think it matters. Violet approached the dark pool
2: of water. She was shivering more than ever before.
3: Wait, hang on. What is it? Can't you hear that? Hear what? Can't you hear that? From the pool
2: emerged a shadow, holding a saxophone. Its eyes burned red.
1: Son. Dad. I'm so sorry. You should be. I am so very disappointed in you. My son, the screw-up. You're weak. It's no wonder I left you and your pathetic mother.
5: Please, Dad. I know. I know it's all my fault.
2: Ned inched towards the shadow. The water trickled forward, reaching out to him. The shadow beckoned.
1: You know it's your fault If you didn't have that stupid jazz allergy We could have been a happy family You ruined everything
4: You are broken
3: was your fault. He was just some jerk who liked Jazz too much.
1: Do you forgive yourself for doing this to your mother? For ruining your family?
3: I can't.
1: (sighs) Good. Good!
0: Jackie, Where are you? Jackie! What are you doing here? I was worried about you, obviously. I'm sorry I told you to screw off. I was a jerk. What's going on? <laughs> oh, they... They got him. Oh. Who? The whispers. I couldn't save him. I was just... and and now he's... He's gone. (laughs) Ned? Ned?
3: Ned! No, no, no! Don't touch it! It could eat you too! He couldn't take it. The pain. It was just too much. I couldn't help him.
0: Come on, Vi. Let's get out of here.
3: I... can't. She's here. A squirrel jumped from the water.
2: Its fur was matted and patchy. Its skin was peeling away, exposing crooked bones. Its eyes were bloodshot. More squirrels came from the water, racing to Violet. They pounced, latching onto her. Their teeth sunk into her skin. Violet was paralyzed. Before her, You're her decaying mother. You did this to me. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm
0: so sorry!
2: You're the reason I died.
0: Uh, I know.
2: You know what you deserve.
0: I know. I'm an awful daughter. Don't listen to her, Vi! That's not true! You didn't do anything wrong!
2: Come to me, my child. I can make it all go away. Her mother reached out a contorted hand. The squirrels brought Violet to her knees. They dragged her towards the water. She did not resist.
0: Violet! Violet, listen to me! You can fight this. I know you can. Sometimes bad things happen. Sometimes they happen for no good reason at all. But we can get through that stuff together. Okay? Violet, please.
2: Violet's mother towered over her. Do you forgive yourself?
4: Where do you think you're going?
0: Maybe we should just give it up. You're just making up the rules. What,
4: like I trusted you with your mother? Are you crazy? The Convite perfume should never have listened to you. You really don't have to do this, Vi. Violet. Have nothing to apologize for. Violet. Violet.
0: Violet, can you hear
4: me? Violet?
3: Yes. I forgive myself. What? I... forgive myself.
2: Oh, my dear. Deep down,
3: you
0: know that isn't true. There's something wrong with you.
2: No,
3: there isn't. Go away! I said, go away! I don't believe that anymore. It was an accident. No one is going to make me feel this awful. Not my dad, not you, not even myself.
1: Violet!
0: Violet! Oh my God! Are you okay?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I I am. At least, I think I will be.
2: Jackie and Violet hugged. They held each other for as long as they could. They thought of Ned. Their friend was gone. Through tears and heavy sighs, they made their way out of the quarry, and never looked back.
1: When Violet returned home,
2: she found her father, crying in his study.
4: <laughs> Dad? Oh, Violet. I didn't hear you come in.
3: I know I was out late again. I'm sorry.
4: No, no. It's okay. It's it's okay. I honestly thought this was the day you'd never come back. Dad. You and I both know things haven't been right in this house. I wouldn't blame you for leaving. Your mother, she used to do everything. Pack your lunches, drive you to school, talk to you when you were upset. I would have, but she was just better at that stuff, I guess. And more than anything, she wanted to. You were the most important thing in her life. I want you to know that you're the most important thing in my life, too. And I don't want to mess that up.
3: I just need you to be here for me. When I'm sad, let me be sad. If I need to be with my friends for a while, let me be with my friends. And don't make me feel guilty about mom's death. I've already blamed myself enough. This has been so hard for both of us. And maybe look up a thing or two about packing lunches. Because potato chips on a sandwich just... Isn't right.
4: (laughs) Hey now, that's a generations-old recipe you're fighting with. Your grandpa used to put potato chips on my sandwiches. And you should consider yourself lucky. He used to put them on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Ew! (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna do better, Vi. I promise.
3: Thanks, Dad.
4: Why don't you go lay down? You look tired. I'll make you a sandwich <laughs> hold the chips
2: Jackie started sitting with Violet at lunch. There was no need to be alone. At the quarry, I appeared before Ned's soul and carried him over to the other side. He couldn't forgive himself. He was trapped by his own regret. A funeral was held by the end of the week. No jazz was allowed in his honor.
1: For all anyone knew,
2: Ned fell into the quarry by accident. His body was never found. But Violet and Jackie
1: knew what really
2: took place. Bad things happen dear mortals. But that doesn't mean you should carry that weight with you. These moments of turmoil will pass. They always pass. For all the hurt in the world, this much is true. So,
0: if you ever see a pool of dark water
2: at the bottom of a wicked quarry, If you feel the endless chill and hear the whispers, do not let them drag you down.
1: This has been a tale from Crestfall. Created by Evan Gulak and Nico Gerentis. Featuring the voices of Lauren Denby as the Angel of Death. Valeria Rodriguez as Violet, River Kanoff as Violet's father, Eli Baraza as Jackie, Tommy Maley as Ned, Jamison Boaz as Ned's father, and Liora Benzev as Violet's mother. Music composed by Scott Buckley, Eric M. Music, Stephen O'Brien, Lionel Schmidt, Savk, Alexandros T and Nico Jarentis. If any of you rubber duck salesmen would like to send their condolences, comments, hopes, fears, or dreams, you can contact the obituary writer personally at theobituarywriter at gmail.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter at deathbydyingpod. And remember... If you're going to play marbles with your two best friends in a mysterious quarry and roll less than a five after a fine fickle penalty, you have to dance for the rest of the game. (laughs)
5: Listener, beware! If you haven't finished season one yet, don't keep listening. You've been warned. Ah. The funeral of Charlotte Dawson was perfect. It was simple, subtle, and silent. There was a rarefied stillness to the air. There were walrus balloons tied to her casket. The wild man played a sublime rendition of Concerto number no. 23 in C minor on a violin he had made out of a dead possum. There was no wake. There were no eulogies. A chilled silence had befallen the crowd as a misty evening rain enveloped the Crestfall graveyard. Heads hung low. Eyes remained shut. Mostly to keep the rain from getting in people's eyes, but also because they were sad. Funerals are peculiar that way. Someone bites the dust, and the living look to one another and say, You know what? I'm sad. You're sad. Why don't we all just stick this body in a box, stare at it for a while, and then bury it, as deep into the earth as we will bury our depression afterwards? Autumn was coming to an end. Just a few weeks ago, the trees would have been aglow in a vibrant, fiery orange and red and yellow. By now, they have mellowed, to gold and rust and beige, turning opaque in the moonlight as the rain subsided and the clouds parted. There we were, a crowd of the still living, staring at a wooden box, waiting to bury it so we could move on with our lives and ignore our own suffocating fear of the fragility of life. yes, Charlotte Dawson's funeral was perfect. For my friend. My truest friend. My only friend. A fitting way to lay her to rest in peace. That being said, Charlotte Dawson wouldn't be dead for long. Not if I could help it. Hello. I am the totally fine and emotionally stable obituary writer of this flawless town of Crestfall, Idaho. And this is Death by Dying. Season (laughs) 2. That's all you get for now!
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
5: It happened in the quiet town of Podunk, an ages-old family mystery. What happened with Great Grandpa? Why won't you talk about it? Because there's nothing to say, Ninten. Begets an unprecedented paranormal event. Oh, brother! Ah! Uh! Geists. My lamp attacked me. It was hovering the air. It unplugged itself and came at me. Mind control. Why is that crow smoking a cigarette? Okay, we're playing inside today. Zombies. I could have gotten out of here on my own. You were hiding in a coffin. It was a good disguise. Extraterrestrials. You've seen them too? I've been observing them for days. <laughs> I beat up aliens with my baseball bat. Children with psychokinetic powers. I let
1: that little light of mine shine, Mama,
5: and it melted the darkness away. And that's just the beginning. Introducing Mother She Wrote, a travelogue diary through the biggest cult phenomena in video game history, the Mother series, as it's called in Japan, and Earthbound, as it's called everywhere else. Each episode, we recount the story through immersive audio drama as it's lived by the characters, unpacking the surreal adventures, tear-jerking moments, and what it all means. If you're new to the series, we'll take you beyond the controller and into the story. And if you're a longtime fan, relive these tales like never before and learn fascinating new facts about your favorite games. Find Mother She Wrote on your favorite podcast player and at mothershewrote.earth.